every day, hundreds of impressionable young men get sucked into the nightmarish and dangerous world of jump-up drum and bass. It often starts with peer pressure to listen to the latest DJ Gov record, and before they know it, they've spent all of their wages on a messenger bag, a five-panel Burberry hat, and they've changed their ringtone to bricks don't roll. Without access to support, a jump-up drum and bass addiction can be fatal, with youngsters frantically trying to create increasingly ridiculous wobble bass lines and trying to survive on a diet of only energy drinks and low-quality pingers alone. But luckily, there's light at the end of the tunnel. For just one pound a month, less than the cost of a standard Neurofunk release on Beatport, you can save a wayward jump-up drum and bass DJ from almost certain death. Just a couple of quid and you can get Young Kenny here, the new Calibre album, or a 12-inch of some classic Spectrosoul. Remember, it could be your child next. Imagine the shame that that could bring on your family. Let's end this nightmare together. It's 18 minutes past 10, and you're listening to Coffee and Memes. Steady job and a couple extra lobsters. That's all I want. You're getting on, you're pushing 30s, lovey. You know, it's time to think about getting some ambition. Oh, I always figured I'd live a little bit longer without it. Don't forget, kid, that what you're trying to do here is to be bright and chipper and entertaining and, and intelligent and sort of glitzy, and that's funny, and it's, it's, it's kind of cool, and it's interesting, and it's edgy, and all of that. It, it puts that facade of momentary charisma on you, and if you don't play that out, you actually fail. The lobster patriarchy has many of the top memes, many of the top memes, many of the top memes. The lobster patriarchy has many of the top memes. And that is so true that it's almost unbelievable. Ladies and gentlemen, it is 19 minutes past 10 on the 10th of the 12th, 2018, the Chinese year of the jump up. Oh, thank you for joining me on this fine morning. Sorry again about the delay at the beginning. Technical difficulties. I do you remember when we had a Scottish toilet attendant on Rankin Radio for all those years? Aye, that was a real put-off for people with a, with a weak constitution. Oh, Oh, how are you all? Well, look, God bless you bunch of honest, decent, God-fearing folk out there just out for a better way of life, out for a better quality of morning radio, better quality of uh, lobster hierarchy, and a better quality of meme. You know, uh, the, the, the lobster patriarchy does have many of the top memes. Some would say all of the top memes. It's not really for me to say. It's not really for me to decide. I think we'll leave that one to a people's vote as these things are traditionally absolutely fine. Hey, apparently apparently they can revoke Article 50 now. Apparently all the, all the Remainers are just absolutely gushing today. Literally, they're sliding off their chairs thinking, oh, oh the, the very thought of revoking Article 50. Hey, why not? I think we should do it. Fuck it. Let's just, let's, let's, just, just leave things how they are. Ugh. Uh, am I for the status quo? Maybe. Who knows? Uh, you know, they did a lot of gear, didn't they? They did a lot of gear back in the day, and uh, I think we can all, I think we can all identify with that. A bit caliber at the beginning. That was nice. Um, you know, a warning, a stark warning about jump up drum and bass. That you know, people really, 
they need to know about. It's dangerous. Uh, it's not cool. Should we should maybe we should ban it? I don't know. I mean, is that too authoritarian? I mean, that might rile the libertarian in me a little bit, but it's dangerous, isn't it? It's dangerous. Okay. God, there's some. Um, it's been a good weekend for uh, dumb news. I will say. Um, there's a lot of, although after this sort of minor mishap at the beginning, I was sort of doing all this sort of, what I learned a while ago, which I don't seem to put into practice as much as I should, is that when you're trying to solve a technical problem, say it's with a sound system or it's with a, you know, some sort of bit of equipment, always like there is a, a hierarchy of what it can be in a sort of, there's like an order, there's a roadmap of things that can happen. I was at a free party on the downs many moons ago and um there was a buster box sound system huge sound system everyone's going mad suddenly one side cuts out everyone like is scrabbling around dinning the cables fiddling with stuff blah, 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 going oh no what's going on oh no this is a nightmare absolute nightmare until someone gurning leans over the decks unscrews the needle gives it a little lick puts it back in everything absolutely fine it's like, yeah, of course. What's the first thing? What's the first stop on the train line to disaster? Check the first one. And unsurprisingly, today, the first uh, point of contact was the camera. And I'd accidentally set it to a different frame rate by trying to reach round. Giving it all of this. All of that. Reach in. Anyway, this is not a cool story. This is uh, ridiculous. Um, look, let's get a couple more. Of, uh, let's get a sheath thrower in. Uh, this is Disillusion by Emperor. Emperor will be coming on the show later in the week. Just locking down a day. Gonna be talking about his box cutter EP. Talking about his life. Talking about his hopes, his fears, his dreams. See what he thinks about Trump up. <laughs> Yeah, Wooter de Groot knows what's up in the chat. It just says put a bit of spit on it. It's fine. There's few things that can't be solved by just putting a bit of spit on it. Bit of lick. Oh, <laughs> 
a naughty bit. Yeah, it's a bit rascal. Yeah, nice. That's Disillusion by Emperor. It's on his box cutter EP. Sound and critical. Oh, the best bits are these days, I think you'll agree. Anyway, he'll be on the show later in the week. Maybe Wednesday. Oh, that'd be ideal, but, you know, see what he's got on. Maybe he's got a mother's meeting, coffee morning, something like that. I don't know. A um, neighbourhood watch meeting. Could be, you know. Uh, Killer Keller will be on the podcast tomorrow, the Ranking and Friends podcast. That'll be going live stream in the afternoon. If you're interested, he's a good boy. He's a good boy. Um, right, look, listen, guys. Um, researchers baffled as to how a seal got an eel stuck up its nose. Uh, I'll tell you how that seal got an eel stuck up his nose. He's a gearhead, basically. Um, he's a chalkhead. Um, he's a fiend for the sesh. And he'll snort anything. He's dangerous. You want to watch out for him. He's the, he's the type of seal, yeah, that when you're handing round the CD case with your freshly racked up lines of chuff on it, like he's the one who goes for the middle line and somehow, oh, accidentally snorted too hard and he sucked them all up in one go. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. Oh, I guess you should make them further apart next time. No, seal, you twat. Just bloody snort like a normal bloody person and just get your allotted amount of low-quality pub grub up your nose. And now he's fucking probably trying to snort underwater because he's absolutely razzed off his tits. Like, look at this twat. Let's get this, let's get this motherfucker on him, man. Jesus. Oh, here he is. What's wrong with him? Look, he look. he's clearly... I mean, he's visibly on drugs, isn't he? I don't think anyone's going to deny that. He's absolutely razzed up. Look at that upside-down smile. He is just in another dimension. And he's just gone, oh, yeah, I'll um, yeah, I'll just snort that. That's no problem at all, is it? I'll just, just snort an eel, see, it, see if that'll get me off. You know, he's probably... It's like 7 o'clock in the morning, 8 o'clock in the morning. No dealers are answering their phones. He's looking through his address book, looking for other people. That, like, you, like, are you up? Do you know anyone that's got any? Where are you? Not getting any response. And he's just... Pfft. He's a fiend, basically. He's, he's a fiend for the sesh. He's a fiend for the gear. And he's snorting eels. And it's a disgrace. I, for one, won't stand for it. Um, <laughs> the NOAA website uh, posted in nearly 40 years that we've been working <laughs> to monitor seals. Uh, we have only started seeing eels in noses in the last few years, so he's not the first. I think this is uh, this is an indicative of the, frankly, the attitude problem that seals have in 2018. They just think they can snort. They they, they think that it's their God-given right to just go around snorting other species. It's, it is a disgrace. It's appalling. It's appalling. Um, yet our researchers uh, have observed this phenomenon three or four times now. They're out of control. We don't know if it's just some sort of strange statistical anomaly or if we will see more eels in seals in the future. Eel in a seal. Uh, Andy seeing a tree. 
Um, Brian G out at sea. Um, Kenny Ken in a with a hen. Yeah. All right. What else have we got? Oh, this is nice. Uh, photographer posts pictures of himself having sex with woman on top of the Great Pyramid. He, um, yeah, wow, what a pair. Uh, well done, guys. This is um, this is impressive work. Uh, as far as shag spots go, this is probably the best. I mean, have a have a little pipe at this. Yeah, I mean that's that is decent, isn't it? You've got to be happy about that. Like uh, <laughs> that's going to get you some brownie points. You're literally on top of the Great Pyramid, just slinging dick. Just looking out over, you could see, I don't know, what is that, Cairo? Or I don't know what Egyptian city it is. I have to be honest, my Egyptian geography. It's perhaps not what it used to be. And, you know, I you know, took a lot of drugs in the noughties. So I guess my long-term, mer- long-term memory has suffered somewhat. Anyway, he's slinging dick on top of a pyramid. And unsurprisingly, people are roused off about it. Um, a photographer has outraged public decency by posting a picture of himself apparently having sex on top of the Great Pyramid. Richard Hartley Parkinson of the Metro reports, 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 reports. Um, Andreas Hivid's picture featured on a YouTube video on his website uh, and shows Cairo in the background. Now he's Cairo. He appears to be in the mis- a missionary position with a woman on top of the famous landmark. Uh, footage uh, also shows him and the woman climbing the pyramid late last month. The video was removed but reappeared over the weekend. Hmm, mysterious. However, the Danish national could now be in trouble, of course, after Egyptian authorities, uh, massive religious killjoys, uh, said they were looking into it. Right. Perving into it, probably. Climbing on the pyramids is against the law above a certain level, and the site is closed to the public after 5 p.m., uh, they have been referred to the Prosecutor General by the Minister for Antiquities. I hope they've left the country. I really do, because they, they, um, yeah, they, they, they don't fuck about one. This is the sort of thing that probably over there does carry twenty-five life. They'll probably stone you to death. Uh, Hevid wrote in late November two thousand and eighteen. A friend and I climbed the Great Pyramid of Giza, uh, aka the Pyramid of Khufu, Pyramid of Cheops. Uh, they sound like neurofunk DJs. Um, feature, <laughs> fearing to be spotted by the many guards we did not film the several hours of sneaking around at the Giza Plateau which led to the climb people have commented on the video saying that it was disrespectful and ignorant ignorant, ignorant towards local cultures that just, just just getting it done the most natural thing in the world you know just a couple of consenting adults uh, in having missionary sex Top of pyramid. What could possibly be wrong with that? Cultural insensitivity. My foot. My foot. Right. Okay. Come on. We've got a few more bits here. This is uh, 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 a little bit of classic comics would be nice, wouldn't it? You know, it's uh, it's that time of the morning. Be true. Don't come much more classic and comicsy than this.
is a choice better gear Be True by Comics. Oh, that's not an anthem. I do not know what is. Does anyone remember when I was on X Factor?
What's your name? Uh, high ranking. Is that your real name? Yeah, of course it is, Louis, you twat. Okay. And um, where are you from? From Brighton, Louis. Think you might have been there, you big queen. <laughs> okay. And um, what age are you now? Um, 28, Louis. Only 16? No, wow, 28. You more. Yeah. What do your family think of all this? They think I should get a real job. They're sick of it. Okay. What are you going to sing? I'm going to sing Dr. P. Sweet Shop. Okay. Off you go. Take me high, to take me high, uh, take me high, take me high, uh, take me high, take me high, uh, mm. Ah! Mm. audition so far. Got a bit of attitude there. Natalie. I think you're gorgeous. Cheers. I thought that was really good. You're only 16. No, you've got great confidence, you've got a great image. You were absolutely born to be a pop star. Thanks. Just uh, start my session room, yeah? Louis, yes or no? 100% yes. Definitely yes for me. Cheeky. Cheryl? 100% yes from me. Oi. That was a great, great audition. Cheers, Simon. Fuck off, Louis. It was a legendary day. Uh, me and Louis and Simon. Uh, and Cheryl actually uh, did a, a lot of gear uh, later on that night. And um, we we went to Fabric. We danced the night away. Um, Simon, he gurns hard. Like, he's a real, he's a real gurner. I mean, he, he didn't even have much. He had, like, half a bean or something. And it was, uh, whew, yeah, it was, um, it was bad. But, I mean, he's the sort of one, like, everyone's got a mate who'll, like, gurn after a strong coffee. You know, or like a Mul- have a Marlboro Red or something. Like, ugh, before you know it, it's like the trout mouth is just starting to form a little bit. Anyway, hell of a bunch of lads. I wish them all the best. Uh, I hope they've um, they got a new series now or something. But you know, shame I didn't win. I um, you know, I got through at the judges' houses, but um, I had to leave um, after having an affair with Danny Minogue. You know, what are you going to do, though, way? What are you going to do? Right, look, good, more animal news. Uh, Roger, the super muscular kangaroo, has died, age 12. Uh, that's sad. Um, I, yes, I remember him because I, I made a video of him uh, with Temper T, next hype, over the top of it because he really, the similarities between this kangaroo and Temper T are, are not to be overlooked, <laughs> I think. Uh, sad news, animal lovers. Roger, the hench kangaroo, has passed away at age 12. I'm afraid to say this is the um, these are the dangers of taking steroids. Uh, if we have a look at Roger, he is bodied up. He is jacked. He's absolutely jacked to the gills. Like Roger is clearly on the Mexican supplements. 
He is on the Brazilian vitamins. He's I don't I don't know what kind of hormonal stack he he's doing. He would piss hotter than John Jones. I mean, he's like the Brock Lesnar of kangaroos. He would fuck you up. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine getting a te- into a tear-up with that geezer? He's probably about seven foot tall as well. And not only that, that if, even if you put him next to a human with a similar, you know, size muscles, you know he's going to be stronger, like considerably stronger. Look, he's got some metal bucket there. He's just squashed that. Like he's in some sort of... Like he's a super villain in like a kid's cartoon or something where they'll like get a bit of like steel and bend it as a sort of display of their power before they have to fight the hero who inevitably wins on some sort of technicality. Um, Or he is just poor. I'd like to see him fight Brock Lesnar, though. I think that would. Well, he's dead now, sadly. But, you know, we can we can speculate, can't we? Uh, also, Lesnar would be allowed to use as many—I mean, he's not already—but I mean, as many as many of the roids, possibly all of the roids, standing at six foot five and weighing fourteen stone. Oh, he weighs less than me. Um, he would actually be in a lower weight class than me. That's terrifying. Uh, Roger lived at the Kangaroo Sanctuary, Alice Springs, where he spent his days crushing metal buckets with his bare paws. He's a psycho. He's got roid rage. Roger was rescued while a tiny baby by Chris Barnes, who owns the sanctuary. Chris shared the sad news about Roger's death in a post on Facebook. Uh, He wrote, It's a very sad day today as we have lost our beautiful boy. He is a good boy, although I just absolutely would not fuck with him. Jesus, he is a beast. Oh, Roger, you are a monstrous kangaroo. I don't know what... I mean... (laughs) Uh, let's not even get into the fact about whether or not he's actually real. Uh, just, you know, we'll just play along for the purposes of the show. Look at the state of him. Oh, what? I mean, like, okay, you walk into the club and he pinches your girlfriend's ass. What do you do? I mean, I don't know. Just say, all right, you know, if, you know, as long as she's up for it, I, I guess I'll have to admit defeat. Um, otherwise, you just basically, you're both leaving, aren't you? Immediately. It's, it's game over. Pfft, fucking Roger. Jesus, you are a big boy. I, I mean, I think we can go almost exclusively animal-based news uh, today because there's a tiny cow. <laughs> like From enormous cows, from knickers, uh, our favourite cow, to this uh, very, very tiny cow. Um, it's about the size of a domestic cat. It's terribly cute. I would love to eat it after it's a bit older. When it's, um, and I give it a year or so, it'll probably be about the size of a Shetland pony, I reckon. And oh, I'd love to eat him. Oh, yes. Oh, I'd love to really nurture him for years. Really, really tend to him, tend to all his needs. So he really, you know, he feels loved and appreciated. And then one day, just back of the head, doof, done, game over. Oh, oh, we'd be having steaks for dinner. Oh, we'd be having ribeyes for a week, I tell you. Oh, it'd be delicious. Uh, remember Knickers, the massive cow. Okay, it was a steer, uh, not a cow. Um, well, we're now looking at the other end of the spectrum for this tiny calf who was born weighing just 4.5 kilos. About the same as a domestic cat. How bloody cute is he? He's pretty fucking cute. I will give them that. And he looks very, very tasty. Uh, Lil Bill. Oh, he's called Lil Bill. He's a SoundCloud rapper. They've got him real name. Young Bill. 
Lil Bill. Let's we need to get him some tattoo. Oh, he's got because he's got black, but he's got a white face, so we could he could he easily lends himself to a tattooed face. And he actually he looks a little bit like Lil Xan in a way. So look, we need to get him some teardrop tattoos, a little like thug life written over one eye or something, and then we've got to get him on the Xanax, haven't we? We'll get him on the Percocets, on the fentanyl, get him on the shit that killed Prince. We'll fucking, he is going to be big. I'm telling you, someone needs to set him up a SoundCloud account now. It's, and then he, we'll get him some gold chains, a grill, a little, a little cow grill. They've got a decent set of teeth, cows, you know, ruminants, aren't they? So they've got to, they've got to do a lot of chewing. Laura, Laura chewing. Life, life as a cow is predominantly chewing. Oh, wow. Anyway, however, it's good news for Lil Bill and his owners. As it turns out, he's perfectly healthy. He's just fucking tiny. Sharing a photo of the adorable little bugger on Facebook, vets from the Mississippi State University College of Veterinary Medicine. Right. Occasionally, we get a case that has us scratching our heads a bit. Lil Bill is one of those cases. He was born weighing a little over one-tenth of what the newborn calves typically weigh. Damn, little Bill's a tiny-ass motherfucker. Oh, he's adorable. Oh, I can't wait to eat him. They should auction him off. <laughs> Arseholes like me have paid top dollar oh, for, one of, for, for one of little Bill's ribs. Of course, due to him being so endearing, the post quickly spread like wildfire, with many people requesting that the little fella gets his own Facebook page. If he doesn't have his own Instagram account by now, I will be shocked and appalled. It's appalling. Uh, the vet posted up a follow-up message after the gaining viral fame in which they wrote, Thank you all for the support and interest in hashtag Lil Bill, who weighed just under £10 when he came to us. At this time, we do not plan to create a separate page for him, but we will be posting updates about him regularly. Uh, so keep checking back. Oh, that's a schneid move, isn't it? Like They don't want Lil Bill to have his own fame. They want to basically ride off the coattails of Lil Bill. In contrast uh, to this, uh, this little one, Nickers, who's more than 310 times the size of Lil Bill. Wow. Weighing in a whopping 1,400 kilos. Wow. Nickers is so massive that his owners are unable to sell him for meat. Why don't they just blow his brains out in the field and then sell him for meat? Come on. Um, well, I'll do my best to keep y'all updated on Lil Bill. And if they do auction him off uh, for meat, maybe uh, maybe that'd be a good way to spend them Patreon dollars. It's a thought, isn't it? It's a thought. Right, look, let's have... Um... This is Maztec and Gridlock. Uh, what's going on here? Oh, you can stop, can't you? Um, yeah, it's called Gladiators.
It's Gladiators by Maz Tech and good old Gridlock. Yeah, I like that. That's um, yeah, as Demi in the chat has said, bit face melty, little bit face melty. Um, tall people have better sex lives. Yep, almost certainly true. Wine infused with cannabis is now available. It's appalling. Right. Uh, if you can get the balance right, you can get a perfect little buzz by drinking wine and smoking the herb. Smoke weed every day. Allegedly. Uh-huh. Uh, but it depends on a number of factors, not least the amount you drink and the strength of what you're smoking. You're joking what you're smoking. Crack cocaine, make a man insane. As Poet Laureate MC Depp once said. Uh, overindulgence on either the booze or the marijuana, and you'll likely end up in a dazed haze that will leave you paranoid rather than mera- mellow, and it's never fun. Where are you going with this, lab Bible? Now, though, you don't have to worry about striking the right balance. Online retailer Firebox are starting selling wine infused with cannabis. Well, they're obviously not, are they? It's obviously not got any sort of marijuana, ganja, wacky, backy, herb, Buddha, you know, reefer qualities to it. It's a sham. I, for one, might stand for it. It's green, though. And the £20 a bottle of Sauvignon Blanc um, is probably healthier for your wallet than the usual supplier. Yeah, but it's not going to get you high, is it? Because you can't sell weed over the counter yet. Don't get too carried away, though. Yep. Although, on paper, it sounds like a winning combination, the truth is that Wine Abyss... Fucking hell. Oh, it says Wine Abyss 420. <laughs> Cute. Um... Is the medium, as the medium sweet drink is called, won't actually get you stoned. Rather, the bright green liquid contains cannabis-derived oils that are designed to merely mellow you out. It's got CBD in it. Didn't you know that CBD oil can cure absolutely any ailment known to man? All you've got to do is put a couple of drops of CBD oil underneath your tongue. It'll cure AIDS. It'll cure cancer. It'll cure absolutely everything because it's the magical world of make-believe the wine itself only has a strength of 9.5 pathetic Uh, a good few percentage points lower than normal wines and contains less than 0.01 percent thc this is a waste of everyone's time and i've contributed to that waste of time (laughs) according to the metro god now i mean really that's not a coffee and means inception lad bible referencing the metro um, the spokesperson for Gick, the company who makes it, said, You'll be met by the taste of medium sweet grapes, juicy peach, and a sophisticated note of the herb. <laughs> it's completely legal and won't get you uh, won't get you high, thanks to the lack of THC or, and CBD. So it's just got nothing. Yeah, it won't, it won't do anything because it's got fuck all in it. It's green, though, and it's got a fun label. It's the sort of thing your mum would buy you for Christmas when you're about 17 or 18. Uh, with a sort of nod that like, I know you smoke weed. I know you do. I've seen the Kingskins. I know. I'm not stupid. I'm your mum. I know everything. And embarrass you in front of the rest of the family. Uh, that'd be my recommendation for it. If you're after recommendations from me about anything, which I will most certainly will not. Uh, Gick is known for producing odd beverages such as bright blue wine. But this is the first time they've infused the ganja into one of its drinks. And while the cynical might wonder what the point of it is, correct. Uh, if it doesn't get you high, it does demonstrate the increasingly acceptable attitude towards the Buddha, uh, which, for example, is now legal in all of Canada, and they be getting high as a motherfucker. Hooey. 
Wine Abyss Wine is the result of our experience as wine growers combined with our interest in innovating uh, with new kind of wines and looking to spin a pound note around Christmas. Cool. All right, well, you know, best of luck to him. God bless him. Cheese could be the secret to a long life, study suggests. Now, this is the kind of study I can get behind. Now, you know I like to um, criticise studies and, and experts and generally take things with a pinch of salt. Not when it's about something that I like. Um, when it's about something that I like, uh, when it's about something that I believe in or that I'm into, I will accept even the flimsiest evidence that supports it. Even really, oh, really ropey trials. Really, oh, God, really ropey epidemiological trials. Oh, yeah, I, honestly, I'll take them all. <laughs> Fantastic news, dairy fans, because cheese might be the key to a longer life. Uh, can you believe it? Fucking Claire Reed of Lab Bible, you, but you've got a you got BA in journalism. Uh, researchers from McMaster's University in Canada found that those who indulged in more than two portions of cheese a day saw decreases in the chance of stroke and in the risk of cardiovascular disease. The study also found similar benefits to those who ate yog yog and drank milk too. The study looked at 130,000 people aged between 35 and 70, from 21 different countries. So it's pretty in-depth. No, it's not, Clary. What do you know about nutritional studies? What do you know about epidemiological, observational nutritional studies? Claire Reed of Lab Bible. <laughs> Dairy dodgers who ate less than half a serving a day saw their mortality rate rise by 44%. Um, that's fuck all. Uh, 5% of it, which is down to cardiovascular disease. See, the problem is, like, 44%, that sounds like a lot. Uh, it's not. Uh, basically, it's, it's considered unethical to report uh, anything lower than 100%. Um, basically, anything lower than being double the chance. Like, for example, smoking, they found, increases it by uh, you're 40 times more likely to get lung cancer if you smoke than if you don't smoke. So the 44%, um, yeah, it's not really up to much. Anyway... Oh, why am I going on about this? I'm so, why doesn't anyone stop me? If I had some staff in here, or if I had a work experience boy or girl, if I had someone looking over my shoulder going, well, well, you're rambling again, you're talking about nutritional studies, don't. No one cares. People just people want the sex robot news, they want the funnies, and they want the shoe throwers. They're not interested in you going, getting on your fucking soapbox about nutritional science. No one cares. You've alienated yourself from your friends with this whole carnivore routine. And I saw you eating a pasty the other day. So, you know, you hardly, you know, you're claiming the sun shines out of your ass and then you're going to McDonald's. So just can give it a rest. Fine. Here's Joe Ford. Eat more cheese, though, guys. Seriously. <laughs> Lemon is saying I need, they need a cool story bro button in the chat. God, if I let the chat have access to the cool story bro button, yeah. I uh, hold on, look, I've got it. I've got it here. Cool story, bro, bro, bro. Your own 
Well, the thing is, like most things, it's complicated. That was Out of Place by uh, Joe Ford. It's on his album, Colors and Science, which is on Shogun Audio. It's a good album. I'd recommend it to anyone who likes, you know, quite good drum and bass. 
just my take on it. Take it or leave it. Anyway, scientists have found out how long it takes you to poop out a piece of Lego. Um, this is this is what we should be putting our scientists, you know, uh, to use for. This is um, this is this is good science. I think this is a, a definitely a good use of time and resources. Uh, I would fund it if they've got some sort of um, uh, if they've got a crowd funder. Let me, you know, let me in. Uh, I'm, I'm keen. Um, f- uh, so far this year, scientists have managed to get the first ever selfie from Mars. They've discovered a cure for baldness and successfully carried out the first double hand transplant. Pretty impressive stuff. I'm sure you'll agree. But all of those achievements pale in comparison to the hard work undertaken by six paediatric healthcare professionals who have discovered how long it takes to shart out a piece of Lego. Good. This is this is great. This is just what people should be working on, particularly six people, six probably quite well-paid people. Uh, yep, according to an article in the Journal of Pediatrics and Child Health, a team of six all ate a piece of Lego. <laughs> it is uh, a, a mini figurehead, uh, to be exact, and then weighted. Big sample size. Uh, well, I say weighted, they're actually having to root through their own shite for days until the piece turned up. Uh, the study entitled "Everything Is Awesome, Don't Forget the Lego" <laughs> uh, tested the usual bowel habits uh, using the stool hardness and transit score sh- shat, and then implemented the found and retrieved time score fart um, to work out how long it took. They're having a real, um, real hoop with this one, aren't they? The team concluded that it took, on average, uh, 1.71 days uh, to pass through their system. Great. Uh, the study reads, the fart score averaged 1.71 days. There was some evidence that females may be more accomplished at searching through their stools than male, uh, but this could not be statistically validated. They're, they are having a real honk with this one, aren't they? They're having a jolly, and uh, I'm napping it up. Adding the international multi-center trial identified that small objects such as those swallowed by children are likely to pass in 1.3 days without complication. Uh, this offer this should offer reassurance to parents, and the authors advocate that no parent should be expected to search through their child's feces to prove object retrieval. Um, this is fun. They've um, they've just got a really stupid study published for a laugh. And I'm I'm in favour of it. Uh, there's a good Joe Rogan recently with Peter Bogosian and someone else whose name escapes me that wrote a lot of um, uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of fake papers. Um, one which was called uh, the conceptual penis as a social construct. Another one was about how dog parks promote rape culture. And another one was they had rewritten some of Mein Kampf in the language of intersectional feminism. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of fun to be had. Uh, right, look, we've got not long left, actually. Um, so to play us out, uh, we will have... Ooh, I look, former she thrower of the week and an absolute monster of a record. Isolated by face. Ouch, yikes. All right, have a little nose up on this.
Uh, Debbie asking, has Lego done a study on the pain levels of standing on a piece of Lego in bare feet? No, but they did uh, release special Lego slippers a while ago that had quite a hardy sole uh, that allowed you to be able to step on Lego and get away with it. Which is nice of them, I guess, in a way. Just leaves me time to shout out the VIP list. It's a list of bad motherfuckers that are help supporting the show and threshold as a whole. That's Nicholas Gonclaus, Tom Ryan, Reese Moss and Squidgy Beats Parsons, Paulie Hutton, Kieran R, Michael Kozierski, Matthew Tompkins, Dave Long, Joel Potter, Cole Murphy, Sam Howard, Tony J, Richard Patterson, Jack Murphy, Tom Cam, Stephen Harris, Matthew Bullard, Zara Pickle, Jerome Band, Thunderbutt, Mike Pye, Anthony Walker, Lily Ansar, Richard Franks, Thomas Hall, Chode Ryder, Andrew Heischelbeck, and John Finnison. What a fine bunch. Also, should let you know, these mugs, uh, I'd rather be double dropping the nine mugs, are on sale. We've sold almost half of them so far, so get in quick, uh, as they are limited edition. I'm only doing the one run of them. Uh, they say double, I'd rather be double dropping the nine on one side, and then it has the Threshold, Lobster, and Church of the Shoe Thrower on the other. Woo! Uh, just go to the just go to threshold.fm slash store. And you'll see that, or there is a link in the YouTube video. If that's your fucking vibe, vibe. Um, I recently joined a, um, yesterday in fact, joined a website. I uh, took out a subscription with a website. I don't know if you've been on websites. You ever seen a website? Um, and it, uh, it's one that allows me to download unlimited amounts of stock footage and stock music. And uh, like After Effects templates and all of this jazz. So I, uh, you know, when you just sort of go down a bit of a rabbit hole 
and start making absolute madness. Um, this is not going to... Uh, for people listening on the podcast, I would strongly recommend you go to the YouTube video um, as these won't be quite as good. I don't even know if these are funny. I think I might just have been li- completely losing my mind yesterday. Uh, I just... I don't know. It was a long day on my own. Um, here, here's some of the creations. Oh, that's way too big. Jesus, hold on. No. Um... Let's make that the right size. Um, yeah, here, here, here he is. Um. Oh, look! It's John! Good old John. John's late for a dick appointment, so I guess we can't spend too much time with John today. Maybe tomorrow. Go on, John. Give him one from me. Oh, who's that? It's Dave. Dave's waiting for John. Dave's John's dick appointment. Come on, John, get a move on! That dick's not gonna suck itself! <sighs> yeah, no idea, really, um, what I was thinking. I wasn't even drunk, I guess. I was sort of high on stock stock footage, I think would be a good way of describing that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm as confused as you are. Um, let me know. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. Right, tomorrow I will be back at 10am right here on Threshold.fm and on YouTube. I've had the time of my life today and I hope you all have to go out and be good lobsters. Go out and do some good in the world. Climb up the competence hierarchy and um, just, you know, be nice to each other. It's, it's fine. It's It's fine. It's all fine. Okay. God bless. Love you.